Welcome back, Bolt fam, to another episode of Chargers Powder Hour Podcast, episode number 44. Today, we are previewing the Seattle Seahawks. Colin Appel and Miles Raruka here. We are your co-host. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. It's a nice Friday here in October in Nebraska. Um, drinks are flowing. Um, got a night planned ahead of me. I'm looking forward to it. Got a good weekend coming up. Um, I'm doing good, man. How about yourself? Doing great, man. The weekend is upon us. Should be some exciting stuff going on. There are UFC fights. If any of you guys follow, follow that, I do a little bit. So um, keeping an eye on that. Playoff baseball, which is always exciting. And yes, sir. And we got a, a big big matchup here for the Chargers against the Seahawks on Sunday at SoFi Stadium. So, yeah, man, it's, uh, it's a lot going on this weekend sports-wise. So I'll be glued in front of my TV. Yeah, man, for sure. Got some good uh, – no Huskers this weekend, unfortunately. Got some good college games on tomorrow. But, yeah, like you mentioned, Pods, Phillies, Yankees, Astros. I'm here for it all, man. It's a It's a great time of year to be a sports fan for sure. It is, and I think this weekend has to be – well, I guess, yeah, this weekend and the next couple of weeks we'll get our, like, sports equinox in, right? Because yeah. basketball just started officially, mm-hmm. and, and NHL started too, I think. Yeah, NHL started. Yep, basketball's going, and obviously playoff baseball and NFL football. So, tis the season. So, this Sunday. Yes, sir. So, something to look forward to for sure. That is, man, really good time of the year to be a sports fan, that's for sure. Well, hey, man, real quick, before we jump into the Seattle Seahawks, what you drinking? I actually also, I just thought of a quick icebreaker for us, if you want to go through that. Um, just a quick one. Yeah. I uh, haven't on done me. one in a while, but I'll start off with what I'm drinking. Um, so I was actually just kind of rubbaging through my cupboard. We have a cupboard just filled with hard alcohol, and I... Made myself an Arnold Palmer vodka and um, grenadine. Mm. So kind of odd, but it's, I mean, it's working really well. It's good. Um, it's doing the trick for sure. So I just kind of whipped that up. Um, yeah. Is there a name for that? A dirty, is it just like a dirty Ar- Arnold? I'm going to call Palmer? it a dirty, dirty or... Arnold. I don't know if there is a name for it or not. I'm going to look that yeah. up, but it's definitely, it sounds good. Yeah, though. it's pretty good. I, well, I was just going to do vodka and Arnold Palmer, and then I found the grenadine. I was like, you know what? This can't hurt. So I threw it in there, and it's pretty good. Yeah, a little extra something to, you know, spice it up. Not spice it up, literally, but you know what I mean? For sure. Uh, yeah, I like it, man. Good stuff. Well, lay your icebreaker on me real quick, and then I'll, I'll tell you what I'm All drinking. Right. So my icebreaker for us is what is the first thing that you will do the Chargers win the Super Bowl. When the Chargers win the Super Bowl. Great question. I've thought about this numerous times. And I think I think overall what I would do, here, here's my, I mean, giving you more than you probably need, but just this is what goes into my thought process because everyone has the thought or has probably said at one point, hey, if my team makes it to the Super Bowl, like I'm going to go. I'm going to find a way. I'm going to get tickets, hotel, even though tickets are insanely expensive 
and so are hotels and just about everything else that goes into that. So I don't think I would go that route, at least the first Super Bowl appearance. Like if I see them in a couple of Super Bowls, maybe after the first one, but let's just say for this first and, and for now we'll say only just because it's pretty rare that the Chargers go. I think the first thing I would do is go online and look at tickets to LA and start seeing when, when and where they're going to coordinate the parade. Cause I, I would really like to be at the parade. Yeah. So if I can't, if I can't go to the actual game and be there, cause the other thing about the going to the actual game is what if you lose? Yeah, true. Like then you have to be there while the confetti falls and just, agonizing pain I, that's just i don't know like i that might just be the uh pessimist in me coming to the surface but it would just be fun i think to celebrate with them as they win and not have to deal with the highs and lows of a game and just be all party all the time and so i think the first thing i would do is buy a ticket to la and plan the uh plan to go to the the parade yeah that's a good one man for sure um i think before we get to your drink i'll just share my answer real quick but i think first thing i would do is i i probably would cry i think i would just cry tears of joy i honestly think that i would just be overwhelmed with emotion and i know damn sure i'm gonna be watching it with my family as they've been bought into they've been brought into the chargers through me you know, my family knows most of the players now and not like we do, but, uh, I mean, they follow them, they watch them every week. Um, sure. I would just hug my mom and just cry. Um, and then I don't know, man, I would go, I would maybe streak through the neighborhood or something. I don't know. That's a good question. I think there's a good chance I'll be pretty boozed up. So I think anything's really in the equation for that. Um, I would, uh, I would have two or three, maybe even four, bottles of of champagne ready to go oh, that's good uh and, and do a champagne shower and just celebrate what's been a life for me most of my life almost a lifetime worth of defeats and pain and misery and pain and misery and everything yeah. else and just nothing else matters because the chargers are world champs yeah man that that's a that's a tough one. Uh, what you said though about watching it with your family, I think that could be a, a question in its own. Like, what what are you doing for the game? Like, where are you watching it? Uh, well, maybe we can um, say who that. Are you watching it with? Maybe we can say that for another ants for another for another. Uh, yeah, no, because that's that's a good. I one know too. I'd be with my family, but we won't get into the details of that. So, other than that, though, what are you what are you drinking? Great question. I have a oh, he's back on. Not only just. <laughs> not not just any white claw it's a white claw surf Ooh. and it's a tropical pomelo smash five percent alk and only 100 calories so there you go let's go that's nice that's it's really good yeah that's uh pretty much all that's in our fridge right now so just kind of had to you know I, I drank my last sam adams uh variety pack beer this afternoon so yeah we're on the claws 
I, I may have started a tad early on a Friday afternoon, but here we are. Now we're now we're on to claws. How many deep? How many deep are you right now? Uh, this is my second. I'm on my I'm, I'm on my third right now. So, so yeah, you're you're yeah, ahead we're of me. chilling. I I probably will get pretty sauced for this pods and Phillies game, but I uh, did I did try to go back and listen to the podcast from last Friday night, and I just couldn't even take myself. So I I had to turn that off. It's so Dude, funny. I, 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 I listened to probably like three quarters. I was of it. not anticipating recording at twelve o'clock at night. I was already pretty deep, and well, yeah. I love that we made it work though. That I think that like in itself was. It was just a fun, fun podcast. Uh, I, I don't know. I watched the last pitch of the pods game downtown with Colin's brother, actually. And then Colin texted me. He's like, you ready? And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? But hey, you know what? We made it work. And it's it's definitely content. That's for sure. You guys can be the judge of it. That would be episode 42. So you guys oh, yeah. can be the judge of that. But we need to do that more often, actually. I think so too. TBH. Let me get a good can crack here for you. Yeah, man, we haven't even we haven't even watched Oof. the Chargers game together yet this year. I think definitely over, maybe either Thanksgiving break or Christmas break or something. We'll have to link up sometime. So, yeah, that is crazy. We haven't watched one. Too. Well, we kind of did at at Kansas oh, you, City. You watched that game. You weren't there. You were there, but you you were. In I was a there physically, dimension. mentally. I was on Neptune. So, <laughs> but hey, it is what it is. All right, man. Let's. Let's dive into this this matchup this weekend. Um, first things first, I want to go. I wanted to cover the injury report because some things happening this week, not necessarily uh, for the Chargers' benefit, but I think some things that are definitely worth noting when it comes to the injury report. I think number one, first and foremost, everyone everyone wants to know the status of Keenan Allen. Is he going to play this week? Is he going to sit another week going into the bye? And really rest that, uh, yeah, the hammy. I personally think he will play. Wow. And I don't think, I think we might see him for, you know, a limited amount. Third and Keenan. I think, yeah, I think he'll be on a pitch count. And I mean, this is just my personal opinion. I think they, the Chargers kind of, they didn't. I mean, it's out of their control. But some of these other injuries that we'll mention here in a sec, it's kind of forcing the Chargers' hand here a little bit, um, offensively. And look, if if Keenan can go, you have to put him out there just because of some of these other circumstances. But which we can get into. His official game status is questionable. Mister Miles, do you think he is going to play? Or not. See, if you would if we would have recorded this on like Wednesday, I I really you know just with the bye week coming up, um, Josh Palmer status up in the air, which we'll get to. Well, now it's not so much up in the air, but it was at that point. Um, you know, I really would have thought probably not, but it really sounded like he was moving well this week at practice. Um, so I I, I do think he will play, especially like I just mentioned. I guess we'll just get into it, but. Josh Palmer not being out there, that leaves a receiving core with what Mike Williams, DeAndre Carter, Michael Bandy, and Jason Moore. So I I think just due to those circumstances, I think that Keenan, especially himself, obviously wants to be out there. And I think that they will push him to play, but definitely will be on a snap count. Um, like I mentioned, maybe just 
critical third downs or things in which, you know, we really need him in those scenarios. Um, I think he'll be out there, but overall, I, I think that he will play limited, but I think he'll play. Yeah. I mean, if it wasn't for Josh Palmer, Donald Parham and Joshua Kelly status, I think you maybe don't have to to start him if if he still wants to kind of sit it out another week, um, and this is a great transition into this to those other injuries too. I mean, Josh Palmer is in the concussion protocol; does not look like he's going to play. Donald Parham Jr. is also in the concussion protocol; he is out for the game as well. Um, two big time losses. Obviously, we just got Donald Parham back, and now he's on the shelf again, and these are both particularly concerning injuries because obviously everyone knows about what Donald Parham went through this last season with his head injury. And for those that may not know, or maybe forgot Josh Palmer had a concussion in the, in training camp this year. Um, and now here he is again with another one. So concussions, look, they're always a scary, scary injury. It, and and people know this. I mean, it's been well covered recently with the whole Tua incident. And like these are these are two injuries that I it wouldn't surprise me if we don't see either of these guys for three weeks, close to a month. And it's just it sucks for the Chargers, but I mean that's that's I think the safe route to go. We kind of saw how we kind of saw how this scenario worked out last year with. Asante Samuel Jr. and you know him getting a couple within a like a, a month or two time frame and you know the Chargers were very cautious in, in rolling him back out there unlike the Dolphins who these guys would probably be probable this week fair but they're out so yeah um again I I don't think three weeks I think is a bit lofty um just considering you know bye week coming up and you know, two is going to for the well, Dolphins already. That's going to help. I mean, that 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 would take a week yeah. off. So maybe just two and I mean, games. Two is sustained back to back in a week, in less than a week, and he's back in two weeks. So I I I personally think that at least one of the two will be back again. Though it's the Dolphins. Yeah, that is true. But obviously, they took it a lot more serious after the second one, considering he was literally throwing up gang signs on the field. Um, but <laughs> sorry. Uh, that's there terrible. you go. Cancel culture. You're going Cancel to hell. culture right here. I didn't say it. Barry McCockner on Twitter say it said it. So, um, <laughs> but um, I, I think I think that one of the two, or maybe both of them, will be back for our next game. But definitely already ruled out for this week. So going forward with that, um, just a quick question that I want wanted to ask you about our injury report. So Staley said earlier today that we're finally going to see Isaiah Spiller, and he said that he's going to be the RB three. Um, I would guess that means that he yep. beat out uh, Roundtree for the RB3 job in practice this week. How how much do you think they're going to use him this week? I mean, behind Sony Michelle. Uh, I think more, more so than we probably think. I would say if I had to guess a snap count for him, I would say maybe six or seven. And as far as touches carries i think they have to at least give him like two or three 
and just I mean, you got to dip your toes at some point. I mean, you you can have it be all Eckler and, and uh, Michelle, and that's and they can definitely have a bulk of it, and they will, which is fine. But I think you got to see what you have. I mean, you kind of got to let the kid go out there and and do his thing, and and just see what you have. I mean, we don't even really know what this guy's going to look like out there. And I know, I know we've seen him a little bit in the preseason, and you know, he's been banged up. But look, man, I'm all for you know letting a, a rookie have his chance to make an impact because if he does, and if he's as good as you think he is, or if not better, it's such a spark plug for the rest of the team. And it's something that, you know, veteran guys get behind. It's it's a it's a burst of energy for a, a position group, for that running back group, for the offense. And I mean, look, if he comes in and he's running, you know, really well and and, and taking great reads and 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 catching the ball and, and doing everything we want him to do. Uh, and I think when Kelly comes back, like Michelle, Michelle's going to be on the bench and it's just another dynamic to the offense. So yeah, I, I would say I'll say six, six to seven snaps and four to five carries. What do you think are the chances that he out carries Michelle? I don't think he no, will. I don't, I don't think so either. But you know, it's it could be one of those things where you know he gets in there and gets his first carry. His first carry goes for you know seven eight yards, and he just kind of sparks an offense, and then you just kind of go with that. So I'm kind of hoping that's the case. But again, that's there's a lot of question marks surrounding Isaiah Spill. You know, first time active this year. Um, definitely a lot of things that I'm I'm looking forward to seeing him out there, especially when you have a fourth round pick like that that's been hyped up all off season and he hasn't even seen playing time yet. You know, it's something something you want to keep an eye on. Yeah, I hope he, I mean, look, I hope he comes out and, and just has, a, I hope he has at least one play that we can look back on when we're doing the post-game episode and be like, dude, yeah, that, that second down run that went, it doesn't even have to be a huge play. If it's a 12-yard run, um, just a little spark for the offense and a little kind of, Hey, look at me for for fans and and for uh, coaches, you know, like uh, to get more more touches and, and more recognition. So, yeah, I mean, for me, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. I mean, if he's going to get four to five carries in my prediction, I would like to see him take one, like kind of snap one. It'd be great to see like a ten yard burst. Um, but yeah, man, I I don't know. We'll we'll get to see kind of how you know, that dynamic looks like this weekend because Josh Kelly is out with a knee, but I, I don't know the severity of it. I don't know. I think it was, you it know, was, what um, the timetable, if it's, Popper, you know, a two to three week thing. Two, or it was two week to week. four. I think Popper tweeted out earlier this week. I'm going to check that again, but it, it was an MCL. I know that for sure. And I think it was two to four was the timetable okay. or three to four, two to four, three to four, somewhere around there. So. Yeah. So that's especially that's, yeah, that's definitely a situation in which the bye week helps out. Um, but yeah, uh, Kelly has been a great. He's looked really good so far this year. It's going to be too bad having him, but again, it's kind of hard for Chargers Nation to not be 
excited about, you know, seeing, seeing some new blood out there. Yeah. And real quick, before we switch over to the Seahawks side of this injury report, um, the other injuries that I think are worth mentioning, Dustin Hopkins, Monday night hero is going to be out. I think his timetable was two to four four. as well. And uh, that means Taylor Bertolette, is Taylor right? Taylor, yeah, I think it's yeah Taylor Taylor Batolet. Um, yeah, he'll be kicking, which he he kicked great in the Cleveland game. So, um, I'm glad that he's at least you know had some success. And if he's going to be our kind of part time kicker for the for the you know foreseeing future, um, you know it's good to see him get off to a good start. Other injury that I think is worth noting is, and it's a big well, two other ones really. Sebastian Joseph Day, questionable with an ankle. He's been limited all week in practice. Going to be a game time decision. Um, yeah, that that's that that could be a big blow on the defensive side of the ball, especially you know that interior defensive line. Um, do you know any other details or the severity of of this ankle he's been battling? Um, so just going based off of yeah, based off of Sebastian Joseph Day. I thought it was Popper that tweeted it out, but now I'm looking through Popper's tweets and I'm not seeing anything. But one of the beat writers did tweet out that um, Brandon Staley is expecting um, SJD to play this week. Um, so I think that I, I'm not too concerned about his availability, especially when your head coach, you know, mentions along the lines of, yeah, I, I totally expect him to be out there. And especially when he practiced you know, limited fashion all week is still, you know, he's out there and it was every single day that he was out there. So it's one of those, I'm not too concerned about him. Um, obviously that's a huge loss if he's not out there, but I do fully expect him to play. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, no other injuries on the injury report. Everyone else came off the injury report today that practiced limited or did not at all. So the last one that I was going to note was, and it's not, not an injury, but Corey Lindsley coming back from, food poisoning i think is officially what they call oh, it i mean we, we knew it was an illness but yeah i think it was food poisoning when i what saw kind of, either... what kind of food do you think it was that's great that's a great question uh, you think he had some bad maybe like some bad having like 11 uh, sushi or something yeah maybe some kind of bad protein or that's probably I, I'm I'm gonna put my bet on some bad some bad chicken. I bet he had grilled chicken maybe, and it just, just wasn't. Cook it you know how it's like it was like eighty yeah. percent cooked, and then about an hour in, you get a little bit of the those tummy rumbles, yeah. and then you're like, oh fuck, like, damn, this sucks. But you're going down, yeah, yeah. yeah I'll put. I don't know if they have a uh, if. DraftKings has a betting line on that, but I'll wager uncooked grilled chicken. Fair enough, man. That's the mind. The mind can only wonder. Um, too bad that's not, that's not a question <laughs> that I'm sure he would want to answer during a uh, media report. Anyway, that would be a great re- question for a reporter to ask. Uh, I feel like answer, he would just but... be like, "It's none of your business." But I don't know, man. But. <laughs> It's my body, my choice. No, but uh, um, looking at the going over to the Seahawks <laughs> side of it, um, we got let's see here. I'm just looking at Chargers tweeted this 13 minutes ago. I guess it's 36 now, but 
Artie Burns, uh, their corner, is doubtful along with Penny Hart, a receiver, and their guard, Gabe Jackson. Um, I know Artie Burns, I believe, is one of their rotational pieces on that on that uh, secondary, so that could be a loss. And Gabe Jackson is their starting guard. Penny Hart, I've never even heard his name before in my life, so I don't think that's anything to be too concerned about. And then really the only other name that sticks out is Tyler Lockett. Did not participate in practice all week as questionable, but Popper did tweet out that um, Pete Carroll did state that he has a really good chance of playing this Sunday. So something to keep an eye on for sure. Yeah, and immediately what I what I looked at and what, what jumped out to me by looking at their injury report was this is a Seattle defense that – is currently the let's see here thirtieth team in the league when it comes to defensive yards allowed. So this is one of the worst defenses in the National Football League yards per game wise. And then when you zoom in on the passing side of the ball, their passing defense, um their passing defense, I like it's not good, but it's kind of middle of the pack. It, it's actually a little bit higher than you would assume it is. It's uh, why aren't these numbered? I'm not gonna take the time to to count them out. But they're only three places behind the Chargers' pass defense. Chargers currently are allowing 224 per game in the air, whereas Seattle is at 245. Okay. So then you look at the the rush defense here. This is where they really suck. They're second to last in the league when it comes to stopping the run. 165 yards a game on the ground. So immediately I look at the those DBs that are, are out and doubtful. Isaiah Dunn, cornerback, out with a hamstring. Artie Burns, doubtful with a groin. They also have... Sidney Jones, who is questionable with a groin as well, didn't practice Wednesday or Thursday and was limited today. So I'm going to say that one's probably doubtful. So not the best defense. Okay secondary, but it's banged up and they can't stop the run worth worth a shit. So to me, this just screams run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, get your play action going. Hopefully Joe Lombardi can can call a good game and, and just take advantage of this defense because, look, the difference of, and we can get into this later with predictions, but the difference of being 5-2 and two and going into the bye versus 4-3 and three is huge. So... I know Justin Herbert's not on the injury injury report for the first time since week two. Doesn't mean he's healed up 100% by any means, but if there were ever a game, you know, with a bunch of offensive pieces missing to, to run the ball and take advantage of that shitty run defense, like this is definitely it. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, I was just looking at – oh, no, sorry, Seattle's offense pulled up. But, yeah, definitely um, we're, we'll get into our keys to the game in a second. But 
definitely uh, establishing the run game is going to be one of those things that's definitely massive. We're going to be facing our old our old friend Uchenna Nuosu um, on that defensive line. Other than that, uh, Shelby Harris, I think, came over in that Russell Wilson trade from the Broncos. Um, and I know um, shit, Jamal Adams as a safety is a great run defender, blitz boy as they call him. Um, but you know, I don't, I don't know a ton about, or Jordan Brooks, I believe is top five in the league and tackles at least was last year. So I don't know. I don't really know a ton about Seattle's defense. Um, but it's definitely got a lot of areas of weakness that we could take advantage of. So. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Let's, let's transition into the keys to the game here. Um, I mean, go ahead and start if if you if you want to. I need a another second to nail down a another key here. But do you want to kick us yes, off? Yes, sir. I got you. So let me just pull these up real quick. So, like I just mentioned, um, establishing the run game is going to be huge this week. Um, Seattle's run defense is poor. Um, our run offense has looked really good, well, up until Monday night, but that was against the Broncos, who boast the top five defense in the league right now. So, you know, establishing the run game, getting Austin Eckler into a rhythm, you know, getting Sony Michelle, Isaiah Spiller, whoever is carrying the ball into a rhythm is going to be huge going into the game this weekend. Um, let Justin Herbert cook is another one, you know, um, just let him do his thing. Uh, let let Justin Herbert be Justin Herbert in these passing situations. You know, let's say that we can't get the ball on the ground. We can't get it going too well. Um, we got to make sure that Justin Herbert is one protected for sure, which now that we know for sure our offensive line should be fully healthy, obviously without Rashawn Slater, but should be healthy, a lot healthier than last week. Pipkin should be back. Who knows how good he's going to be feeling, but he did come off the injury report. So I would guess that he's going to be feeling better than last week. Corey Lindsley back um, after that chicken, I guess, or whatever the Seven Eleven sushi, whatever, whatever yeah. I guess is. Shouldn't have gone with the grilled yeah, chicken. Nah, that'll always that'll sneak up on you at least once in your life. But uh, he'll be back, so that'll be huge for our offense. And then finally is don't let somebody cook. And that person that I didn't think I would be saying this at the start of the year, don't let Geno Smith cook, dude. Geno Smith is having a quiet MVP year right now. Um, I mean, he's I believe he's top five in QB rating right now, top five in yards, maybe top five in touchdowns. Um, you know, we got to make sure that we can get after one, get after Geno Smith and then, you know, lock down those targets on the outside. I I'm, I hope JC Jackson has a massive bounce back game this week, especially when you're going against Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. But we just got to make sure that we can get after the passer and force him into some bad decisions. I know, you know, Geno Smith looked great this year, but, you know, sometimes that old that old Geno might still flare up every now and then. So let's just hope that he can have an off game and we'll see what happens. Yeah, no, those, I mean, those are great keys. I, I definitely agree on the, on the getting the run game going. I mean, I think that's going to be instrumental for the Chargers success on Sunday. And I also agree with letting Herbert cook. And I, I that was a similar key to mine that I had. In, and, um, you know, what came to my mind on the offensive side of the game for some, for my first key is, they got to get this offense going and, and establish a rhythm. I mean, look, you can blame injuries. I get that. I mean, 
We are definitely banged up on the offensive side of the ball, but Joe Lombardi is going to have to figure out how to get this offense clicking and humming, um, you know, and just, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a offensive coordinator. I'm not a coach. So I, I, I don't know the X's and O's like some of you guys do, but just from the eye test, I mean, there's gotta be some, you know, some other ways to incorporate more guys into this offense. It feels like it's right now. It's just Mike Williams, Austin Eckler, and kind of a wild card man every, every week, you know, there's a third guy that kind of shows up. Um, so yeah, just finding a way to get everyone involved and get this offense humming and, and, um, put some points up on this defense. I mean, there's no excuse not to next key for me is going to be on the defensive side. They have to find a way to eliminate the big play. It has killed them this entire season, the whole season running, passing doesn't fucking matter. This defense always seems to at least let one, a game kind of just break on them. And look, whether or not they, you know, end up as a touchdown, it's a huge momentum killer for for us and uh, momentum builder for the opposition. So I, I would love to see a little bit more discipline on the defensive side of the ball. Um, you know, Brandon Staley is we we've seen him call great halves this season so far, and we've seen him have some not so great halves. So we'd like to see a complete game out of him and his defense and cut back on that big play bullshit. Last key for me, back to the offensive side of the ball, they've got to have better success in the red zone. They they have to find a way to to really, you know, put an exclamation point on some of these drives, uh, especially against a, a team like Seattle where, hey, you know, two touchdowns versus two field goals could be, you know, two touchdowns early in the game, you know, against a really bad defense. I mean, it's not definitely not over, but it just greatly puts things in your favor, and it it takes a lot of, you know, I don't know, chance out of it, I guess. You know, I, I think back to the, the, the Houston game, and, the, you know, they, they got onto a, a hot streak early, and they were, they were scoring the ball and uh, moving the chain. So, you know, if they can get off to a good start and, and capitalize on some of these red zone uh, stalls that they've had, I think this game could pretty much be over by halftime. And, man, it would just be so great to see a, a great game played. I know... Hey, we take wins any way we can take them, and and I am all for that. But there's something about just watching your team dominate and and just put together a complete game. And those are the games that really get you excited, that really get you thinking long term. You know, like oh shit, dude, if we play like this and we get hot, you know, at the right time in January, this team can go on a run. Yeah. Versus squeaking out wins and winning on missed kicks and like, that's great. You know, you need some luck on your side along the way, but um, yeah, it would just be great to see a Chargers team take care of a not so great Seattle team. Yeah, no, a hundred percent, man. You know, I I really think that the biggest, the biggest proponent of this game uh, this weekend is 
can our defense really step up, play at that elite level that we saw in the second half last week? You know, Seattle's they've put up a lot of points in some games, but then you see them play against elite defenses and they just haven't. They only put up like seven against the Niners and then they put up like 48 against the Lions. So it's kind of one of those offenses. They're right in the pack. You know, they, they got a they got a apparently really good, pretty decent QB at Geno Smith right now, which is weird to even hear coming out of my mouth. But um I really think that our defense versus their offense is gonna be the matchup to look for. Um and you know, for the speaking for the Chargers, we haven't seen them play at an elite level yet this year. You know, probably that Las Vegas game was the best game we've seen them play so far. Um, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And I, I think that, you know, I think after that second half last week, I, I think that they're gonna be ready to go. And I really I really expect this team to just start getting even better. You know, I think I I I personally think that this is kind of a crucial game for us. You know, if we're five and two heading into the bye, getting some more guys healthy, that's huge. That is massive, especially if who's Kansas City got? Oh, Kansas City's got the Niners. Let's say Kansas City were to slip up against that really good defense in the Niners and we're top of the division going into the bye week. Like that is that is massive, dude. So I think that this is this is a big game for a what is this, week seven? For a week seven game, this is a massive game for us. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. And look, we mentioned a few weeks ago, you know, that this was the the stretch that the Chargers are on. You know, between pretty much, pretty much from, you know, after that Jaguars loss until the next time they meet up with the Chiefs. You know, it, it's about a six game stretch over seven weeks, I think, with the buy in there, and all very winnable games and all the chargers have done since is win. you know, they took care of business at Houston at Cleveland and against the Broncos in prime time. So, you know, they win this weekend against the Seahawks. There's still a couple weeks left on the stretch that they needed to finish strong, but they'll be on the road too. So, you know, you, you would love to, to go into the bye, like you said, five and two, you know, knowing that you come out with two straight road games and then back to LA to to play the Chiefs. So yeah, man, these 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 games are getting bigger and bigger as we as we talk about it, you know, just kind of zooming out and, and looking at the division race with Kansas City. Um I have a bad feeling that tells me we'll probably slip up in one of these next three games against the Seahawks, Falcons, or Niners. Niners are good though. Niners are a very good defense. So I wouldn't be a bad luck. I would love to, I would love to go three and zero on this stretch and cap off this six week stretch six and zero because we're off to a three and zero start. Yeah. So halfway there, until we meet up with the Chiefs again. Uh, yeah, man. I, I it's very like all 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 games are are very winnable, but I think you're right in the Niners game. You know, on paper that that should be the game we potentially lose. And not the Seahawks or the Falcons, so have to take care of business against those guys. Yeah, uh, I'm just I'm I'm more focused on Seattle this week, obviously, but it's definitely hard to not look look ahead and just think, you know, this team hasn't reached its full potential yet. Um, you know, I I think we can both speak for ourselves that our, this season, even though we're sitting at four and two, this season has not gone kind of how we perceived it to go. Um, and I think that four and two is as good as we can is as much as we can ask for, given the situation, losing your best offensive lineman for the year, 
losing Joey Bosa for probably what three, four more weeks, losing, you know, having other guys. Keenan Allen's been out since week one, and we're still sitting here at four and two with one game until the bye week. So really, I I couldn't ask for more than that with the position that we're in. But it is hard to not to it is hard to not just kind of look past this game. Um, Seattle, I think, is better than definitely Houston, Cleveland, and Denver. Honestly, on paper, they are anyway. They beat Denver week one, and then Cleveland's defense is probably better than Seattle's, but their offenses can go hand-in-hand, and then Houston's kind of garbage. So I really think this is a prove-it game this weekend. I think that this is a game that we, we really need to win to get some confidence to go into the bye and then really take on the tougher stretches of our schedule. Yeah, also another another thing I noticed looking at the schedule here, which I don't think I've noticed this. I didn't I didn't catch this when we did our schedule preview when we dove into detail about this in the offseason. When they come back from the bye, they'll be at Atlanta, at San Francisco, come home to play the play the Chiefs, and then back on the road at Arizona, at Las Vegas. They're going to have they're going to come out of the bye and have one home game in, what is this, one, two, three, four, five I'm weeks. I'm going to be honest, dude. I think some of these players, especially Justin Herbert, thrive in adversity, you know, being on the road. Like, let's be honest. We don't have the greatest turnouts at some of our home games. I would have to see – I know Broncos Phillips Stadiums. I would have to see what the crowd looked like Monday night. It didn't look like it was too orange. But, you know, I think that this is one of those teams that really strives under pressure. So coming into some of these home games against – we we've we've had a we have a trend this year the past few years of we play down to our level, but somehow when sometimes the occasions rise high, and we're in situations where we desperately need a W, we can we can really get one. But um, again, I'm just focused on Seattle this week. Um, but away versus home games really don't concern me about this team. Yeah, I mean it's I, I think there is some truth to what you just said i mean they they do play very well on the road at least in in seasons past they have um it's just a tough it's just tough on the eyes to look at that stretch and be like oh man they play the chiefs and that's it in a five-week period but i think the more important thing is there's a buy in there and they'll get a chance to kind of rest up and yeah we just got we got to take care of business this week going to the buy five and two and kind of worry about all the other all the other stuff down the road. Yeah. So let's go into bold takes here. Um let's hear your bold takes for for Sunday. What you got? So I guess we we won't quite get into what our predictions for the game are as in score wise, but I think my bold take is we're gonna see JC Jackson bounce back game this week. Um I expect, you know, I think I think Staley is so defensive minded. He's going to play towards JC's strengths going forward, which JC, you know, Staley runs a lot of zone concepts. JC's more of a man quarterback corner. Excuse me. Um, I think he's really going to prove people wrong that he is not just a product of Bill Belichick in New England. I think Mr. In- Mr. INT gets his first INT of the season this weekend. I won't go as far as to say to pick six, but I think he'll get his first one this weekend. I like it, man. First INT. I know what JC Jackson. Somebody somebody on Twitter tweeted that as a bold take for us last week and I liked it and it didn't come to fruition. But 
I like it this week. Already, already long overdue. Last, um, last time we but played yeah, Seattle, we would... last time we played Seattle, we had Desmond King pick six. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna speak it into fruition. And sometimes, I mean, with guys in those situations, I know you know it's a lot of it comes down to health and and how their body's feeling. But you know, mentally, it can it can just take one play, one highlight play to kind of remind you who you are and get you, you know, get you back on track. And, um, yeah, would love to see a big time play by JC Jackson. I am going to stay on the defensive side as well. And I'm also going to be on the trend of turnovers. I, my bold take for this Sunday is the chargers defense will have three plus takeaways. Love it. Fumbles, interceptions, um, Muff puns, whatever. How, however, it shakes out. With somebody with a limpy leg. I mean, yeah, fourth, fourth and fourth and six. Don't convert. I'm counting it. But three takeaways. I think, if not more. Um, look, I think the recipe is there for this offense to to have a bounce back week and to get other guys going in the offense and and for Herbert to have a big week too. You know, all the ingredients are there. I think the real deciding factor of what prevents this from being a game in the fourth quarter and just uh, an all-around victory is, is just the defense for the Chargers. Uh, I, after that second half, you know, I was really impressed with the way that they came out and made some adjustments, and they look good. They look sharp. I know it's Russell Wilson we're talking about and that really struggling – Broncos offense, but look, I Geno Smith's had a good year, but at the end of the day, it's it's Geno fucking Smith. Hey like, man, keep Geno Smith's name out your mouth, man. He's elite. No, dude, no. like they they played great against Mahomes. They played great against Carr. Um, they played better quarterback competition this season, oh, even if Geno is still having technically better season. Like, I I just think, look, man. Prove to us that this defense is for real and shut this offense down and don't let them come within 10 points the whole game. Like, that's what I'm not expecting that, but I would, I would just love to see that. Yeah. Honestly, dude, at this point, I would, I would rather see our defense put up points on the board than our offense. Like, not, that's not even dogging on our offense. It's just like, I want to see our defense play at an elite level where it can get to a point in, you know, late December, January or whatever, where we can win these games on our defensive shoulders, just like we did Monday night, you know, giving up 15 pass yards in the second half. Um, you know, that that almost excites me more than Herbert throwing for 350 and three touchdowns. I mean, I, I love Herbie to death. I hope, I hope that he'll bounce back into action. But, like, watching watching our defense play good is – you know, week one. Sorry, I'm I'm bouncing all over the place. But week one, I was almost more excited to watch our defense on the field than our offense. It's just kind of one of those things where, you know, we signed dudes like Khalil Mack, J.C. Jackson in the offseason, and it's important. It's impossible to not be excited for this defense. So, I love the, I love that yeah. take, man. Um, I I really hope that it comes into fruition. I I would, I would put money down on us getting at least two turnovers this weekend. But you know, we'll just we'll just have to see what happens. We will have to see what happens. Um, yeah, I, I 
I think good things are going to happen. I really do. Let's real quick. I want to talk betting lines oh, here. Oh goodness, here we go. We got I it, know, man. I know. Just, you're just always curious, sure. you know. All right, Chargers, Chargers, Seahawks. This is according to DraftKings. We are not sponsored, BT Dubs. So, sponsor us, DraftKings. If you'd like to sponsor yeah, us, please do. Get your people in touch with our people. Uh, all right, game line. We got money line Chargers minus two fifteen, Seahawks plus one eighty five, and we have the spread right here is they're giving wow they're giving the Chargers a five point spread here, at least according to DraftKings. Are you taking the Chargers to cover? I am, and you'll hear more when I give you my score my score prediction, but. I think this is a make it make it or break it game for us. I think we're really showing up this game. I'll take I'll take Chargers. I'll take Chargers minus five. Yeah, I, I uh, kind of surprised it's it's as high as yeah, five. It seems like but... a game that could go either way, honestly. But I I just expect us to show up. So I'm I'll, I'll take. Okay. I uh, I'm not gonna take them to cover. I'm gonna take them. And I'll explain more why here in the predictions in a sec. But, yeah, I, I don't think they cover. But I'll explain more. Over under 50.5. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm really curious hey. to see what, you, what you're taking here. You're taking the over I'm the a football under? fan. I love points. I'm hammering the over for sure this game. Hammering. hammering. Okay, well, explain. Explain a little bit more. I'll get into it more when I get to my score prediction. But I, I think – Oh, I just okay, fine, 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 on. fine, 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 fine. But I, I just think that this is a game. I think our offense is putting up a lot of points. I think defense is going to get us in some short field um, opportunities. I think, I think that this could be a game where it comes down to Seattle trash time touchdowns, getting the over. Um, you know, I'm, I'm hammering the over. Okay, all right, I like that. I, I am going to. You, I'm not gonna take the. I'm taking the under, baby. Give me the under. Fuck. Give me the fucking under. I'll, I'll I'll tell you why. You know what? You know why this game is not gonna hit the over. Let's hear it. Because this Chargers fucking defense is gonna come up, come out to play on Sunday, baby. I'm talking, not a lot of points scored on Seattle's end. So, I'm riding that. That that wave, yeah, I like it. You know what? Whatever happens, as long as as long as you got the Chargers winning, which let's let's get in, let's get into that, let's get into your predictions. But as long as you got the Chargers winning, I'll I'll take. I don't give a fuck about over under as long as Chargers win. So it could be it could be three to zero as long as Chargers win. I do not care. Two to zero. I want right. to be there. One to zero. The very rare one point safety. It's a thing. The old Australian safety. It's a thing. I don't know. That's not. I don't that's think that's actually. I don't know. It happened in college football one year, but I'm pretty sure you have to, in order to get like a one point safety, you have to. Score. I don't think that's possible. No, it is. I'm it happened. Home. In a, it happened in a bowl game. Is it only a college thing? I don't. I mean, it could be, but I don't think so. It basically, it's if you on a if somehow you were to get a safety on a point after attempt, it's worth one point. So. I'm gonna look that up as soon you as we can. get off. It the happened fucking... in Oregon versus K State in the like Rose Bowl in like 2013. 
So, all right, I'm gonna fact check right, you. you. Can but it's a thing in college. I don't know if it is in the NFL, but fuck it. What are your what's your prediction for the game? And a bold, a different like, like we usually say like a well we have our bold take and then uh you know like how's this game gonna go scenario. Well, I think so. Kind of elaborating a little bit more on why I'm taking the under. I think this Chargers defense is going to hold them to under 20 points. Okay. I like that. 16 to 20 range, kind of where they held Denver. They might get a few more points, might get a, a field goal more, but I think they can hold them to like 17, 18, 19 points. While I think we can put up, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm saying I would, this team is giving up 27 right now. So 27, plus 17 is still hitting the under so there big math so this dude went to college ladies and gentlemen i'm yeah that's my final score 20 oh, no 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 i can't be because i took the uh i didn't take them to cover the spread okay no i let's do this 17 seattle to 21 i like it 21-17. I think the offense, look, I, I would hope they prove me wrong. I would love to see them just have a complete game, but I think they score early and get in a rhythm, and they do this weird kind of lost in translation for a quarter bit, and then they they score when they need to in the fourth and, and win the oh. game. It's kind of been like a almost a, a theme of theirs I like this year. It. I like it a lot. Um you know, this is something I wasn't really thinking about it this week. I just, as we were talking about it, I just came up with it. I think the Chargers blow them out of the water this week. I'm going to be completely honest with you. My my final score right now is I got 34-17 Chargers. Um, I think Love I think that. I think it's like a three score game going into the fourth, and Seattle gets a trash time touchdown to you know like some guy like Jacob Hollister over the head of Amen Ogbogamiga, or you know some like we're resting some of our starters Troy Reader maybe. Um, I think it's one of those games. I think we get a really good start early. Holy shit! What? Where the fuck has Troy Reader been? I haven't heard that name. Special in team guy now. Troy Reader special teams. He hasn't. He's only in on special I think teams? so. I haven't seen him play offensive or defensive snaps. I feel like I haven't heard or seen that man's name in ages. I don't know. I look at Popper's like snap counts every week, and he plays like 13 snaps, but like it's 100% special teams, something like that. But, you know, yeah. we're going to go with that. I'm going to go, go 34-17 over hits. Um, Chargers just come out firing on all cylinders. And... I think offense is going to get it going. I think defense is going to force at least two turnovers. Hopefully one of those will be for six because that might be my most exciting play in football. I feel like that this is going to be a similar game to the Cincinnati game that we had last year um, in which, you know, we just get off to a really hot start and just kind of keep it going throughout the game and just don't let them climb back in it. Could be completely wrong and Chargers could charger in Charger fashion and we could be driving down the field tied with, 40 seconds left looking for Bart Bartolet to kick a game winning field goal. But, you know, I think, I just think that this is our prove it game right now. I think that this is a, I'm not going to say shut up the haters moment for the chargers because it's not like a lot of people are insanely high on Seattle right now, but I think that this is a game where we, we get it done in big time fashion, especially in LA versus in Seattle, you know, Seattle may be the loudest stadium in the NFL. 
I think I think we're getting it done big time. Just had a random thought when you said Chargers might or Chargers might Charger. Isn't it annoying that this team can't even doesn't even allow you to enjoy living like big leads? No, like like blowouts. Yeah. Like we can't even have a blowout game because what what'll happen is we'll get up by like three scores, three touchdowns. And it's like, great. Like everyone just like, oh, finally a blowout game where we don't have to worry about fourth quarter drama. And then like, then they'll come back and score like two touch. And then it's like a seven point game in the fourth quarter. And you're like, what the fuck? Like we've won a lot of those games this year and we've been on the right side of them, but they're not any less dramatic and like panic inducing. Yeah. Like, no, I just, you know, it's like just one blow. I don't game. think that the Chargers will charger this week, though. You know, but here's the thing that I will say about Chargers chargering. In the past, when the Chargers have chargered, they've found a way to lose. This year, they are finding ways to win those games, which I think is just a total shift in the culture within that facility. Um, but I'm I'm gonna go on the complete opposite end. I think that this game's a blowout. Um, I hope it's a blowout anyway. I'm. Honestly, I'm literally saying this based off no logistics or facts. I'm just speaking it into existence, and I just hope that it's an enjoyable watch. So, All right, man. Well, 34-17? Yes, 34-17 Chargers so. on your end, taking the over. 21-17 Chargers on my end. Taking the so Seattle under, is confirmed scoring 17 points this weekend. Confirmed, right. yes. Uh, either way, yeah, this defense is showing up. They're going to make some plays. They're going to have some takeaways. And they're going to kind of be, I don't want to say unsung heroes, but, I mean, the reason why the Chargers could have a big day offensively could just be because the defense is setting them up inside the, the 30 or the 40 consistently. Sure. So. um yeah, looking forward to it, man. Let's go Chargers. Anything else you want to throw in here before we hop off? No, man. Um, go Pods. I guess that's all I got. But uh, other than that, yes, everything. sir. Go Padres. Sorry, Dodger fans that are listening. Um, shout out. I, I want to say this, though. Shout out to the Chargers Twitter while the Padres and Dodgers series was going on. Uh you know, I saw some memes like going into the week that it was going to be like a civil war, but really wasn't bad at all. Um, everyone was was really cordial, uh, cordial, and everyone the 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 few stuff I did see was just kind of all in good fun, making or taking pokes at at uh, each other. But yeah, man, just another reason to uh, be thankful for for the Bolt fam. You know, we're, we're Bolt fam, but we also have different preferences outside of football and that's i guess just a good reminder that there's a good split between padres and a month from now we'll all be united and only chargers football so think about it that way not even that probably like two weeks weeks, yeah whatever it is could be in a couple days if if the the pods get bounced here but we'll we'll see see. so yeah man uh have a great sports weekend go chargers we will get together sunday night for the post game show and we'll be back at it bolt up See you guys.